So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 15 of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, Gino gets his prenup conversation preempted by a fight about last names. Kimbali leaves Zanzibar without a goodbye kiss at the airport. Mike's night sky mask comes all the way off. And Mahogany literally walks away after giving Bajman some of what he wants. And Memphis and Hamza tie the knot and also have some big news. As always, we'll end with our students of the week, class dunces, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you're also watching Love After Lockup, we're covering that on our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Miss Rowe. Hello, Miss H. How are you today? Getting better. My went. I went for my long run yesterday, and my feet still hurt. So. Oh goodness. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're training because then you can help us with our real. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. I was like, oh man, this is only like a month away. I really actually have to have to get out there and run more, run more than three miles. Yeah. Well, I'm on spring break uh, with the college next week, so I'm like, well, I guess this is the most time I'm going to have to start training. <laughs> Uh, oh goodness all right well let's just uh get into it i don't think anyone's training uh but uh we've got kim and Usman who are about to say goodbye mm -hmm. so kim and Usman are kind of i don't know if you call it bickering um about Usman being on his phone all the time uh kim says that she really truly loves Usman, and last night made her feel hopeful uh with his grand gesture kim says she's going to miss his presence so much Usman thinks that if they are really compatible, everything will be okay and she should just stop worrying. On the way to the airport, Kim starts crying a little bit as Usman holds her and then just weirdly grabs her boob. Mm. Uh, Kim hasn't felt this love for a long time. I appreciate that she just says a long time and not, I've never felt this way before. Like, yeah. Thank you, Kim. Yeah. So she feels like she deserves it and she thinks that this is the best vacation of her life. Usman sings about Kimbali loving his yammy, which, ugh gross uh she makes him pinky promise not to have sex with anyone else she continues to cry and Usman tries to comfort her kim is just scared that things won't be the same once she leaves the producer asks if there's going to be a goodbye kiss and they disagree and Usman says that it's a public announcement and he does a lot of things to make her happy but he's not going to do this he gets mad that she acts angry when he has given her everything but this kim is hurt because she feels like he's ashamed of her he gives her a hug and a high five as Kim says she loves him and he just says bye. Kim thinks that she's taking a chance uh, that he doesn't break her heart, but he's definitely worth the risk. All right. So do you think Usman will keep his pinky promise? Uh, no. I mean, I don't know. Like. Well, we've seen the preview. I mean, let's yes, talk about we, that. Yeah. In the preview, we know he's already talking to Zara again. So like, like. Well, just because he's talking to her doesn't mean he's having sex with her. So that's why it's like he still has hope that he could keep his pinky promise. But... Yeah, but I mean, I don't I don't think he'd turn down the opportunity. Right. right. I'm trying to imagine a scenario where like the, the situation presented itself and he was like, nope, I must remain faithful to Kimbali. Yeah, I don't really know, though, because it just seems to me that he was so hesitant to even have sex with Kim. Like she had to beg him to have sex and so it's kind of like i wonder if he is like that with other women you know uh, what i'm saying i don't or think if it's so just though if it's just the wrong woman like kim that it's just like well, i don't really want to have sex with you anyway i think so. i think for kim it was a double combination one she, he didn't find her that physically attractive um mm. and two he also knew what that meant to her yeah right whereas if it's just some you know groupie that wants to hook up with him whatever like he knows that that's not somebody who's going to take that the wrong way and think that now I'm your number one and we're boyfriend and girlfriend and we're going to live happily ever after together whereas Kim was definitely going to be like that and he yeah. was like was, like no matter when in this relationship they did it she was going to be like I've won you're mine forever yay we did it and he oh, gosh. like I won I won I won yeah and so I definitely I don't think he's going to get into another I don't know. I, actually, I wouldn't say that either. I mean, I think he is probably pretty content keeping her as a backup, right? And if mm -hmm. something else better comes along, then 
okay, fantastic. And if it doesn't, then, well, at least I have this going on. Yep, at least I've kept my promise. Yes. Yeah, it's a win-win situation. Either I get somebody hotter or I keep my promise. One of the two things is happening. Right. Um, I just, I I don't even see this having a path to anything more than what it is. Yeah. Right? Because it's like, do you really think that Usman is going to be traveling here? It seems like Kim has like a real job. Like her, she's not like these other people where it's like, oh, I went there for a month. It's like Kim went for two weeks, which if you think about the standard vacation time in America, like two weeks is a reasonable amount of time to be gone from work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, you can only do that a couple times a year. So what's she going to do that? Is she going to just, you know, take off? Honestly, a typical typical American, a two week vacation is definitely like a once a year thing. Right. Yeah. But- Even though you more you're probably going to have more than a couple weeks worth of days. It's like, well, consecutively. Right, right. You do two weeks. You yeah. People have like three weeks PTO, so you save some mm-hmm. for your sick day. You want to take they want to take you know around Christmas off. You want to take around New yeah. Year's off. You have these other things you should do, so you don't end up with those two weeks consecutive days. And right. I don't I don't think most people can afford to take two of those in a year. So yeah. like, so yeah, she's gonna she. So it's gonna be what see each other once a year. That's the plan. That's the relationship. Because I feel mm-hmm. like if he wanted to come here, he'd be more. Like insisted about that, insisted mm-hmm. on get, blocking it down in in terms of something. Because, but I don't think he wants to do that. Because I think he just wants to be King Africa, and you can't be King Africa from the states. Yeah, I'm just confused by his like motives for trying to date American women because it's pretty clear that he keeps on wanting to try to date these American women. Like Zara is also American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it's like, but I don't understand why because it's not like you actually want to be here. Like he he was married to an American woman, and I don't think he's been to America. Right. Yeah. So I, I I'm not sure what that is. I, I but it definitely seems like it's some sort of some sort of thing about it. Maybe I can get connections in America and get a good record deal, and they have more musical things. But he definitely seems like he does not care about having an American music career. He wants to be like the biggest thing in Africa. Yeah, because then you would think that he would actually try to date someone who was in the music business. I mean, I'm not saying you have to be big in the music business, but I mean, there's so many people who do like a multitude of jobs in the music industry that you would think that you would be able to find someone. Yeah, someone who has access to a studio, like knows a producer, like something lives near L.A. (laughs) None of these things. Like right. it just is right. like America, but it's you know it, it it does remind me a little bit of the of the, you know you always hear the stories about the people coming to visit and we're like we were thinking about going we would come in for like a week we wanted to go to New York City we wanted to go to Disney World and we wanted to see you know the Grand Canyon Vegas like, yeah, we wanted to see Vegas right you're like, it's uh, like you know those are very far <laughs> apart from one another right but like but they're all in America right America it's the same yeah I just I don't know what he's up to it's weird that he wouldn't foresee or or understand why not kissing her would be weird and especially because of his reasoning well that would be like a public announcement it's like you're on a tv show why would the public i can't kiss her in the airport i will have you know you know have have known to have sex with her on camera like god i know right kissing at the airport too public we can't do that can't let people know about this relationship god ridiculous all right so uh, let's go to Gino and Jasmine because I'll save my other one, the more infuriating one, which is Ugh, so infuriating. A, uh, which is a feat when G- when Gino's on the other one. So yeah, start with Gino and Jasmine. So after their engagement last week, it's been a couple of days of drinking four dollar wine, and now they're moving into a new apartment. Um, Jasmine doesn't have a roommate no- anymore, and Gino is going to pay for this new apartment that she's moving into. He says it's a lot of money for him, considering he's now making zero dollars. But he wants her to be comfortable in Panama for the perhaps, you know, what could be a very long K-1 process. So he's footing her entire $700 rent plus utilities, which is clearly more than he's comfortable with. He weekly talks about how it might be a struggle to help her out if he can't find work. But she just says, nope, it's a must. You have to do it because I can't afford it. So he says that he'll dip into his retirement, I guess, to do it. All 650000 of it. 
So Jasmine is very insistent that once he gets, once they get back to the States, he'll need a job, even if it's at a restaurant, because, you know, he's going to need a lot of cash for the remodeling that she's going to do once she gets there. So when we next see Gino, he's sneaking out to a cafe and, and wearing shoes. Oh, God. To get himself some junk food. While he's there, he FaceTimes his Uncle Marco. They haven't talked much since he's been in Panama, and he fills Marco in with what's going on. Marco offers the congratulations and is all smiles, and Gino fills in with some of their remaining issues. But since things are going so well, Marco has to throw in the, you know, the standard 90-day wrench from a family member. What about the prenup? You got to protect yourself. Prenup, prenup, prenup. So this, Gino says, comes from experience because when he divorced his ex-wife, he had to, and I put this in quotes myself, give her money. But, like, all of those, like, like everything, because, like, we always hear, it's a partial retelling of one side of this divorce, right? So, he's concerned about how he has, he's going to have to protect his $650, $650,000 stock retirement thing that he talked about earlier. But as we know, Gino is nervous about bringing up the prenup because Jasmine has blown up over less than this just on this trip, as we're about to see. So he says that obviously he needs to bring this up before he leaves, but she's going to be pissed. So on Gino's last night in Panama, they go to have dinner in rockin' Old Town, and his plan is to bring up the prenup during their fancy dinner. They talk about how much of a roller coaster their relationship has been, and he brings up that we should, you know, there's probably some things we need to talk about before they get married, kind of as to introduce the prenup idea. But she beats him to the punch and says, (laughs) basically, I agree. Like this thing, your ex still has your last name. Uh, I hate your ex. She's terrible. And uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't have let her keep that name. Like he thinks that this he doesn't really think about her last name all that much. But Jasmine is like, no, no, no. That last name is mine now. It belongs to me. That bitch needs to give it up. Oh, God. So, Jasmine, and so she doesn't care how hard it's going to be for her to do it. Gino needs to talk to her. And if she says no, it's going to be an issue. So Gino is like, oh, um, Jasmine's being irrational right now. So bringing up the prenup is a terrible idea. <laughs> so now he's going to have to find a way to bring it up before, I don't know, at some point. All right. So is this the dumbest thing Jasmine's been mad about yet so far we've seen this season? Ah, uh, okay. So yes and no. Like, I, I think like she isn't really realizing that Gino doesn't really have a whole lot to do with this. He has right? no say on this at all. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you don't literally just give someone your name and you have to, you know, give someone permission for the use of your name. There is no legal recourse. <laughs> right. If I decided I want Gino's last name, I could take Gino's <laughs> last name. Like, there's nothing stopping me from legally changing my name to Gino's last name, right? Yes. So there's nothing Gino can really do to, like, take back his name like i mean he can have a conversation with her about it but honestly it's like uh, depending on how it goes it's like she could just be stubborn if the ex is really trying to make their lives miserable she'd be like oh it bothers you i'm just gonna keep it yeah there you is know, like i can see that definitely happening zero recourse he has for this none at all like and so it's it, it, it's crazy to me that he didn't say that to her be like oh yeah. i don't know how the laws work down here but in the united states i cannot make someone else change their last name there is nothing right. i can do about that um like that should have been his his worries like i can ask her but that's literally all i can do like because it seems like you know it's eight years the alimony's all paid the divorce decree yeah. has already been signed it's like th- i can't do that any more than i could walk up to some other stranger on the on the street and say change your last name <laughs> like, right can't. yeah and so i mean the best way for him to really approach it wouldn't be to like ask her to do it but it would to question like oh, why is it that you haven't changed your last name? Is it because you're not over me? And almost like shame her into like, (laughs) you know, wanting to change. I think honestly, like it's manipulative, but that's probably the best way that he could approach it if like she really is, you know, trying to make his life miserable. I'm actually kind of confused by that a little bit too, because I mean, and she's not the only one. I have friends on Facebook that still have their married last name from like, you know, 10 years ago. They, they've been divorced 10 years. And I'm not even saying just one. I have 
multiple friends that have always kept their ex-husband's last name. Now, there's two things. I have a friend who has kept her husband's last name like legally because I think she was just more annoyed with having to change it back. Sure. But social media is not the same thing. You can change your last name on social media without it being legal. I don't understand why you would want to socially be known as your ex-husband from 10 years ago. It makes no sense to me. So, um, yeah, my ex-wife still has my name, but that is has absolutely nothing to do with me at all. Right. That is because mm-hmm. she wants to have the same last name as our kids. OK, that's it. So my friends didn't ever have kids. So that is not a reason. On social media, though, it's her first and middle name. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to you about this. It's always the first clue to me if things are yeah. going wrong in a relationship when someone changes their married last name to their middle name. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, God, this is heading for divorce. Yeah. So the kids, definitely. The other thing, though, it depends on jobs and it, it yes. really does. So um, well, like academic the, world, that's where everybody and that's, yeah. and that's where she was. So academic yes. academic world, if you published under that name, if, yep, you got to exactly. keep that name. Like, right. and, and so I get that. So I don't know where the situation is. I don't know what his wife's situation is. It wouldn't be surprised. He went down there to work in engineering. So it wouldn't shock me to find her, that she's an academic. And if she's right. an academic, it makes sense that she keep that name. Yeah. But like I said. Also, his name might be better. Like. <laughs> maybe. Like, well, once again, you can change your name to whatever the heck you want. Right. <laughs> That's why I'm saying I'm so confused by the friends that I have had that have not changed their names. It like to me, it just all those things that you said, all those reasons, academics, kids, None of those things apply to my friends. And it's like, I don't want to ask them why they haven't changed their name back. But it's like, I know I can literally off the top of my head think of three people who have not changed their names back. And like, I almost would be like, um, if you were in a new relationship, and in fact, one of my friends uh, was engaged again. Um, It was like, wouldn't that bother your new boyfriend? Like, I don't know. Like, oh, I'm holding on to my ex-husband's last name. I don't know. That that is... A, a question. I don't know. Because to me, I also think there might be a little bit of the, um, you remember Office Space and the character's name was mm-hmm. Michael Bolton. And they're like, why don't you go by Mike? And it's like, why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got that name. Why would you want to be, why would you want to be associated with a name that sucks? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's definitely something as a man, I definitely don't have to consider or think about all that much. But like, I don't yeah. think if I get remarried, I wouldn't, I would anti- I would not anticipate the, my new wife taking on my name. Like that, that's just not something I would even, I would actually kind of almost at this point feel weird if they did. And I don't know why. Maybe it's huh. something I need to unpack. Yeah, maybe. That's weird. I've actually. A part of it might just be because, well, that didn't work last time. So let's not do that again. Like, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> You're like, we don't need to be collecting all these Mrs. O's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Whole collection of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, th- because uh, I have no brothers uh, and I think I'm last of the H line here. Sure. <laughs> and my sister never changed her last name. Uh, when she got married, um, I don't know. I just I'm kind of torn, too. So but I my parents got really mad at my sister for not changing her last name. So it kind of op- makes me like kind of feel like, well, maybe I should change my last yeah. name. No, it's funny because my um my sister didn't change her last name when she got married. Mm-hmm. And my dad was not upset about that. My dad was like, yeah, why would you change your last name? Our last name is awesome. <laughs> Our last name is awesome. It- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of surprised. You would think that. You know, my parents probably wouldn't care because they're like, oh, you're keeping our family name, you know, mm-hmm. but they were actually very upset about it. Weird. They're very old school, like very uh, old fashioned, old tradition. So sure. I think that's what bothered them. All right. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some tradition here. Uh, we got. Uh, Memphis and Hamza. There you go. So we have Memphis is being pampered as she's getting ready for the wedding. She's getting her hair done as Hyatt, Hamza's mom, is feeding her lamb liver. (laughs) Uh, Memphis is happy that Hamza agreed to the postnum, which she believes really solidified this marriage. Hamza knows that getting ready in the same house isn't quite tradition, so Hyatt kicks him out of the room where they're getting ready. 
His family is happy he's marrying an American, and even Hamza's dad is going to be at the wedding. This is the first time Hamza has seen his dad, Abdurazak, and his mom in the same room. Memphis thinks that Hamza looks so regal, and she is excited about all the excitement and noise in the house. Memphis believes in her heart that she's doing the right thing because Hamza makes her feel like family in a way that she's never felt before. She feels like she's being rewarded for all the loss in her childhood. They get to the venue where they sign a book and the notary presents them with a certificate. Memphis is looking a bit awkward and confused, just trying to imitate everyone else who's speaking in prayers and has their hands, palms up. Memphis asks if they're married and Hamza says yes. Memphis was surprised that the ceremony was so quick. Hamza says that getting Memphis, uh, marrying Memphis was the right decision and he is very happy. Hyatt says it would be selfish to want to keep Hamza to herself and she just wants her son to be happy too. After the ceremony, they dance. They are both sad about leaving each other and hope that the process to get Hamza to America is quick. Memphis is excited about their honeymoon where they can have loud sex and drink. They have been visiting the coast of Tunisia for their two-day honeymoon. Memphis has news for Hamza and she's a little worried how he'll react. She tells Hamza that her stomach is hurting because she's pregnant. Oh my God. Although he seems in disbelief, he is all smiles. She shows him the test and he is very excited. Memphis feels hesitant because she already has kids and she was kind of unsure about having more, but she knew Hamza wanted to be a dad. Hamza is excited about being a dad and having a new family. He's sad that he won't be in America to help her during her pregnancy, but he hopes he'll be there for the birth. They go back to Hyatt's home and Hamza tells his family almost immediately that she's pregnant. Hyatt is supportive and tells Memphis that she needs to take it easy. She shouldn't be doing any extra work. Memphis is starting to realize that Hamza isn't going to be there while she's pregnant to help out. All right. So now that there's like a, a trap baby involved. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, better. good thing you talked about that post-nup. That makes a real big deal now. You weren't going to be stuck with this guy regardless. Yeah. I know, right? So do you think this is going to work out? Oh, man. I I mean, I hope it does for the sake of this baby, but they still don't know. know each other. Like they, they still can't speak each other's language. Although I will say Hamza's English has actually gotten better through the course of the show. So I don't know if that it's just him feeling more comfortable talking, you know, or if he's actually like picking up on things, but he's definitely a little bit more vocal than what we've seen. Yeah. So, I mean. The calendar of this, I was very confused about because this mm. means that Quick Draw McGraw was like when they got pregnant, right? That was it. Yeah. First day. <laughs> yeah. First day. Yes. Yes. Right? Because she's already – and that's the other thing too is she's like, I'm three weeks pregnant, which means she hasn't even missed her period yet because it's measured from your, – your, your gestational period is measured from your last menstrual period. Like so if it's three weeks, then she just wasn't feeling well and was like jumped straight to – I'm going to take a pregnancy test like and not like this food must not be agreeing with me. It seemed a little it seemed very strange to me. Yeah. Which makes you kind of feel like, well, maybe it was a little bit more planned than she's trying to make it out to seem. Yeah. She definitely made it uh, out to seem like, oh, I don't want this child, but I know he does. And so therefore I am sacrificing myself and having this child for his sake. Yeah. Just that we didn't use the precautions. We didn't think like so like I, I yeah. So I, I'm, I'm guessing this is a little more of a maybe not totally planned, but not totally like unplanned. It's like somewhere in this gray area of like, well, if it happens, all right. OK, well, fine. I can also see her. As um, feeling like, oh, well, maybe this will help the process along like the visa, because like, really, if you're thinking about it from, you know, the immigration standpoint, why would you want like the father of a child that is going to be born to take so long? Like, I would speed that up, too, because it's just like, as you know, the sooner he's out here, then he can help with his pregnant wife. Yes, but like immigration doesn't always work like that. Like, I know, it right? It makes sense but that like, it would do this. But there's a human side to that. It seems like it would be more obvious. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, we don't care. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it, yeah, just everybody seemed so, and I, everybody on both ends, like when he told his mom and sister, they were like, what? Like, that was not, those are not words that I was expecting. That is a complete surprise. And it took them a while before they were even like, congratulations. They were just like, wait, what? You're what? Okay. But I mean, I did think it was funny that like the mom was like, you know, 
like, oh, I was a little upset they did it before they were married, but now I see where that led, and it's grandbabies. So, yay. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about them? I was pretty... Uh... Uh, no, it's pretty straightforward. Um, like happy stuff. I was shocked by the pregnancy announcement. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been keeping up on Reddit or anything like that, so I'm sure people all knew that she was pregnant you know, <laughs> a while ago when it was probably discussed, but uh, yeah, that was a bomb for me. I was like, wait, what? And uh, yeah, just you know, anytime you're bringing a kid into it when it's like literally a week ago, it's like yeah. you may not have been married. Yeah. So, like, I I don't like that uncertainty that you're bringing this child into. Right. And, like, that part I'm not super happy with. But, you know, I definitely feel like we ended on, like, kind of a high note with them. Um, I mean, regardless of the pregnancy, just their wedding was nice. There wasn't drama. It seemed like they were – everybody was happy. But, I mean, I guess weddings do that to people, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. We've seen some, we've seen some upset people at weddings in this show. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So people thinking of stories that are not ending at all happy. We had left oh with Mike gosh. and Jimena, and I have a long um, summary for them with forewarning. Okay. Here we go. So we catch up with Mike still running through the streets away from the cameras. They ask Jimena why she ended things, and she tells him it. You know, he just doesn't feel good when he's with them, and she doesn't want to spend the rest of her life feeling like that. You know, she's worried this might be worse for the kids, but she doesn't want them to be unhappy either. And if she's unhappy, they'll be unhappy. So when they finally catch Mike, he's just confused. He did everything he asked, like all the things she asked for, he did. So what did he do wrong? At this point, he thinks the whole relationship was just about getting money. So eventually he comes back to the pool hall because he has a lot of questions. But she tells him in no uncertain terms that the relationship is over. And she has to keep telling him that repeatedly, by the way. So she doesn't want him at the house and she'll even pay for a hotel for him to stay in. But he starts to negotiate and is like, oh, let me stay at the house just in another bed. She agrees and and they leave. He's obviously hurt that someone he loves just ended things. But when they get home and don't step on the rug, Mike runs off to bed and Jimena tells her sister that she ended things. She explains that his way of being wasn't what I expected, which mostly seems like a bad translation, I think. <laughs> but she's really getting at, like, it just, he well, didn't seem like the same person. I just didn't like him when he was here. So Amena says things will be more difficult, but she'll just have to go back to working like before. So on what seems like the next morning, Mike tells Mia more, I mean, Jimena, that he's packing <laughs> up to go. He leaves, he's leaving tomorrow, but still thinks that there's a sliver of a chance because she didn't make him go to the hotel. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, because right? you begged, Because you begged. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's just it's just so frustrating to me when somebody takes like I pitied and gave you something and they're like, so you're saying there's a chance out of yeah, pity. Yeah, you're like, no, no, <laughs> there was pity. Right. You bullied her into that decision. Yeah. So but she might come to her senses, but that doesn't seem to be in the cards because she's giving him back the rings. He wants her to hold on to them, but she's like, no, this relationship is over. You take the rings. So he starts to bring out the big asshole guns at this point. This is when he lost me forever because he tells her that, do you realize that you're throwing away the best thing you've ever had? And she's like, no, because my kids are still here. Um, But he keeps going and digging deeper, saying that it was him. I kept you and your kids off the street. And Jimena says, you know, I was happy to accept your help, but I can take care of myself if I need. So then he like nastily throws out, oh, with what job? The adult internet job that you had before? This is where we find out officially that Jimena was a cam girl, which we, you know, had heard on social media and things. But damn if Jimena doesn't know how to counterpunch and she's just like, you mean the one that you met me on and uh, you told me you paid me money to get off of? (laughs) Wow. So she finally in an interview tells us officially that she had she, well, she was cam girling and she and Mike was like an everyday regular and that she only stopped camming because he offered to pay for things to make up for the money she was losing. So back at the conversation, he was at a dead end. So he offers the he's like, I could give you so much in New York. Uh, and then she's like, no. And he says, well, do you want me out of your life forever? Like it meant nothing. And she's like, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I want. This relationship <laughs> is over and it's up to you whether we're friends or enemies. So somehow this part where he turned, she turned down all of his money has really reinforced in his head that she was only in it for the money. <laughs> Stupid. So she's like, fine. If that's what you think, then stop giving me money and leave. 
you know, obviously if I was only in it for money, I'm a crazy bitch. You know, break up with me. Go. Right. So at this point, she says, though, but you can't stay here anymore. Not even tonight. So then he sticks to his guns and says, well, I have proof that I pay the rent here, so I'm not leaving. So in an interview, he's all, you know, basically yelling at her being a gold digging bitch. So now we have this weird standoff. And um, Mike wants, you know, she wants Mike to leave. And Mike is like, no, I'm going to sleep here tonight. So she knows that it's because he, she knows this now that it's because yeah. he's hoping if she lets him stay that they'll, re- they can reconcile. But that right. ship has sailed. She says that he, he says, I've been treating like a third class citizen this whole trip and he can't take it anymore. So he comes out and says he just wants to stay one more night to say goodbye to the children. No, you're dumb. But she breaks her hair tie like she has a hair tie. She's like, I can't get this out. I'm just breaking it. I'm so frustrated. And she's like, I don't want you to say goodbye to the kids. It's over. We're done. So then he runs back into the house and it's like, I'm going to bed. Like, <laughs> try to get it. And what says she's being immature. Anyway. In, a, in, in what ends up being a weird translation error, she says, this is stupid. And he was like, this is stupid. You're stupid. And then like – and then the sister was like, she said, this is stupid. She didn't call you stupid, dude. Um. Anyway, but so he is going to leave and he'll come back to say goodbye to everybody in the morning. All right. So you were already obviously on my – I'm just going to let you go off on Mike uh, and how dumb he's being. <laughs> he is such a sp- – Spiteful asshole. Like, I really was so upset with him, like, this entire time. Like, on the the thing that, I, I mean, honestly, this made me actually really like Jimena, like, the whole time. You know, because he's sure. just trying to embarrass her at this point. Oh, the yeah. the problem is, mm-hmm. is that she cannot be embarrassed. <laughs> and that's why I found that part so hilarious. Yeah. He, he's just uh, like, yeah. yeah, so what about it? Yeah, I model. Who cares? Because he really yeah. thought that he was going to embarrass her. He by, like, was it. He was the one that was embarrassed they met on the cam site. Like, not yeah. her. Right. She was like, whatever. And I so, did cam girl stuff. That's fine. Yeah. Like, she's not embarrassed by it at all. And so then that just throws him off when she's not, like, feeling the way that he's feeling. And he's just like, oh. So, you know, and he's just mad because at the end of the day, he's not getting his way. And he is like being manipulative. Like he's trying to stay in the house because Jimena completely called it. He thinks that if he somehow just has his presence known that he will somehow like make her feel sorry for him and that they will continue this relationship. But it's like. Okay, Mike, like, let's actually step back from our feelings for a second. What would that look like at this point? Right. It, would, it, would it look like you can continue to give me money and hide in a room while I live my life? And again, we have people hiding in rooms and walking around like the Phantom of the Opera. Like, what is this? Like, right. I don't- it's so bizarre. And so it's, he just got really like – mean and nasty when he just wasn't getting his way and she is doing all the things that if you've had experience with relationships she's just trying to cut ties she's trying to cut ties because she knows that this guy continues to have hope and it just drags out this breakup and so she's trying to be kind by giving him back the stuff you know by telling him you know I don't want you to say goodbye to my family. She's just trying to cut ties. On no, on no uncertain terms. I'm not going to give you anything that gives you a hint that there's still hope. Right. Like, and that's why she wouldn't let him stay the second time. She was like, oh, when I made him stay last night, he thought there was still hope. You can't yeah. stay here tonight. There is yeah. no hope. This relationship is over. You need to understand yeah. that. And it's crazy to me that. He think he still thinks it's the money, and I, I'm not saying it wasn't totally not the money, right? But clearly, right. your money is not enough to keep this relationship going, and I think that upsets him more than anything else. Like he was like, yes, "Well, I, I think so want too. it to be about the money because if it was about the money, I could just give more money and we'd be back in." Well, also, I think like the fact that it's not means that he doesn't have control. Right. He was basically trying to control her with money. And the fact that she can't be controlled with money is what's making him upset because it's like he has no control of the situation. It's very clear that she doesn't love him, that he can't make her stay anyway, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's just he's just really frustrated. And and it's just and it's frustrating to him because he just doesn't. 
he like doesn't give her agency as a person to have yeah. her preferences. It's just mm-hmm. like I pushed all the buttons you told me to push. Like yeah. what else am I supposed to do? And the answer is nothing. She doesn't like you very much. Yeah. You can't do and anything I mean, to magically you can't change do that. Anything about that, and it's just like, oh well, then if I, you know, I've done everything I can, so that must mean she is a mean, cold-hearted bitch. And when yeah. he said that about her, it was just like that is just not fair, you know. No. And you're delusional if you really think that just because a woman doesn't like you, that she is like a terrible person. Yes. Yes. And at the end of the day, it was just like I just don't like being near this guy. And it's like yeah. and. It, things can change and like and and you know I've been on that side on Mike's side of it and I'll tell you what I didn't act like Mike, right? Right. You understand that like yeah. other people are like you know you know at one point I thought there was a chance and I thought I I, I had a relationship but right now I'm just I'm not happy when you're around and I think it should end and it's not like but. I pushed all the right buttons. I told you I did everything. I I gave you the money and I because his whole thing was I I I I I. What else could yeah. I have done? And sometimes, Mike, the answer is nothing. Like right. it was just going to be this way. It wasn't your decision. And you can't make it your decision by doing, quote unquote, the right things. Right. And so just oh, it just how he behaved in this whole segment, it just really disgusted me. And mm-hmm. it's just he's a spiteful asshole. I do not like this guy at all. No, and no, once again, because for like, him, it was I like to see this for him. It was like she wanna... was like, listen, we can be we can be friends or we can be enemies. And he was yeah. like, if we're not enemies. everything, we're nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm choosing enemies. I'm choosing I'm enemies. to make your life a miserable hell. Yeah. And see, that's the thing, too, is I don't want to see this guy on single life because quite frankly if i see him on single life i will be rooting against him and that's not what you want on a show like that i don't know i feel like i did i and to be to be fair i didn't watch single life but i feel like the people they put on it i'm almost always don't want them to be with somebody like this guy's an asshole i don't want him to be happy like i don't want that uh, there's a, there's a couple of maybe maybe one or two of them that i'm like all right that would be nice if they found somebody but one of, uh, most of them are like i hope no one has to be subjected to this person like i don't yeah. want that I guess that's true. I mean, Cole and Vanessa, I actually was kind of okay with because I don't like how she treated Jess and sure. I don't like some of the things. that. Ha- so to me, it's like, I didn't really care about yeah, their yeah. segments. I didn't really care that they were together, but I wasn't like actively rooting against them. If anything, just like what I said about, you know, Gino last week. Good. Colt's not in the dating pool. Good for all <laughs> single women everywhere. He found someone <laughs> just as true. terrible as him. Good for them. You know, but it's like, Mike, it's like, I don't, I don't know what woman I would want subjected to him. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that, I feel that poorly about him. Right. And you know, he's just going to take it as like, it's cause I'm, it's cause I'm short and bald and just women are. It just no, like, that's nasty. the way he goes that's the way he goes because but that's the thing is he yes, he thought he, i know what you're talking he about thought he played because, the night he thought he played mm-hmm. nice for long enough yeah. that he earned um a relationship and that's yes if relationships are not uh, it, women are not atms you don't put or cat, slot machines it's not like you keep feeding right. it money until it pops you know a, it pops what you want out of it yeah that actually reminds me of a guy that i had gone on a few dates with um when i lived in dc and he tried to paint this picture like he was such a nice guy you know and he had always been so wronged in relationships and you know that's why he was single you know and like everyone was just so terrible to him and i'm not saying that i was terrible to him but i wasn't interested in him and you know maybe i should have uh broken things off earlier instead of just kind of like being complacent with going out and i when i say when i like probably went out with the guy three times right i probably knew after <laughs> the second time that i was like i'm not that into it but i went out with him a third time because we had already had this date planned anyways so but he wrote me some of the nastiest like just most disgusting vile things through text message and it was just like i you know i just i was in disbelief that he was just he could say such awful things and it reminds it reminds me of mike because this guy is trying to play it off like he's this nice guy and then when things don't work out this way it's like he turns around and shows this incredibly nasty side and it's like you know what nice guys 
don't think those things. They aren't nasty like that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's a, it's a cliche of the quote unquote, the nice guy, like the quote, yeah. nice guys on the Internet. Like they're like just playing nice because they think that that entitles them to what they want. And then, yeah. then when they don't get it, they're super nasty. Right. OK, uh, let's talk about Ben and Mahogany. So Ben, he made it back to San Bartolo and he's leaving back uh, to come back to America in two days. So Ben still doesn't want to give up. So he texts Mahogany to please meet him at the place where they first met. He says that they have much to say. He realizes that he was being immature by standing her up at breakfast, and he thinks that his play really backfired. He waits at the pier, kind of cold and shivering, but Mahogany does show up, and he gives her a hug and tells her she looks great. Mahogany wants to give him a chance and talk, even though she feels he should have resolved things when she gave him the letter from her dad. Ben apologizes and says that, it was childish of him for not showing up to breakfast and not communicating. He then gives her a big hug. Uh, oh, and a big a bear, a big stuffed bear. She Ugh. then asks about the restaurant. And uh, Ben says that he was surprised that her parents weren't there. And Mahogany took it to mean that he didn't care if she was there or not, which is the reason why she ended up leaving alone. Ben says he should have considered her feelings more. Ben asks her for her forgiveness. And she says yes, because that is exactly what she wanted to hear. They kind of hold hands awkwardly under the guise of safety reasons as they walk away. Uh, ben then tells her that his truth is that he still loves her and he always will. Mahogany says it's confusing, but then they like make out for like a quick second. Yeah. And then he tells her that he loves her and she just says that he's crazy. Mahogany says that for his age, he kisses very well. They part ways, but not before making plans to see each other the next day. Ben says the kiss was mind-blowing, and he's never kissed anyone like that before. <sighs> I know. I hate this never, especially when you're 50. Seriously? You've been married. You've had children. Like, well, seriously? Uh, yeah. Like, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So uh, he feels like, you know, even though things started off kind of rocky, that, you know, things are progressing, even though his trip is almost over. The next day, they head to Lima because Ben is leaving the next day. Uh, ben is worried about the inconsistencies with Mahogany's story. He thinks that they both need to be vulnerable, honest, and upfront in order for this relationship to work. He wants to get everything out in the open so they can move forward. He asks to go for a walk where then he asks Mahogany about her inconsistencies, like her age and her pictures. She claims that she doesn't remember telling him that how old she was and she doesn't know and then she like literally provides zero answers <laughs> or even an excuse she just like is like i don't know i don't remember saying that and that was it so ben asks if she's hiding something and mahogany tries to turn it around uh saying that he wasn't honest with her and if anything his lies were much bigger than her lie of you know just her age Mahogany says she's leaving because the only one playing games is him and she's just over it. She starts to put on her jacket and says that she just needs to go and she makes like a very abrupt exit. All right. So uh, do you think Mahogany uh, was lying about something? Oh, yes. Um, okay. I don't know what it was, but we were getting closer to finding out. So she was like, I'm going to leave now. Bye. Like, Yeah, but were we? I mean, I feel like he wasn't even asking like a line of questioning. I mean, honestly, the only thing he really kind of dialed in on was her age and pictures. Right. So, I mean, the pictures, what are you going to say? Well, I just filter my pictures. That's what people my age do. Oh, speaking of people my age, I'm just really young and, you know, thought that, uh, you know, you wouldn't want to date someone so young. She, Clearly you do. So it doesn't matter. End of story. Obviously, Ben's a creep. Um, yeah. Like and but she's acting weird. Like, yes. she's acting. Weird. She, she didn't do those things. She didn't make excuses. She was just like, I and she didn't say it. But it, it, it seems to me she was like, I'm not liking where this line of questioning is going to go. So I'm just leaving. And sometimes yeah. when he, he sends text messages that get to a little bit hit a little bit too close to home or hit a little bit too close to what she's talking about. She's like, I'm not going to answer those. I'm going to be weird about it. I'm just going to skip out on you. I'm just going to like leave. Like I may or may not show up. Maybe you think my parents are showing up and I'll show up. And it's like, it's just, it's weird. And, and when yeah. you compound that all with the thing that he didn't bring up, the fact that you took me to an Airbnb and said it was your house. Right. I'm, that's weird. Like what the hell was that? And it just, so there's definitely something there that she's not telling him 
or that isn't clear because her behavior just doesn't add up. No, I agree with you, but I and I hate when like this stuff happens. It's like, are we going to get answers? Because if we're not going to get answers, I don't want to even know that there's like this question to begin with. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And it was weird the way even she left, like she was putting on her jacket. and He was like, oh, you're leaving. She was like, no, keep talking. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. Why why, why are we keeping you talking? I'm very confused. What's going on? Right. Right. Like, here's the, here, this is the thing they get. So let's go back to the kiss, the mind-blowing kiss that he never had oh anything gosh. like. Oh, my which gosh. It definitely didn't seem like a kiss I'd be into because it seemed like he almost knocked her over with the force of the kiss, right? Like, oh I was God. like, this is very, this is very forceful. I wouldn't even say intense as much as your right. faces are really pushing against each other very hard. I mean, but, but she liked it. But so she I did like it. it was fine. It was fine, and it, but I the confusing part to me was that the phrase where she was like, "He kisses very well for a man of his age," and well, I was like, yeah. "Wouldn't then you was wouldn't like, you expect an older person who has more, more experience, experience kissing to be better at it?" Like, I would think an eighteen year old would be like the worst kisser. Not that I have any yeah. intentions of kissing an eighteen year old, but you well, know. I mean, you did when you were eighteen, right? And it was I'm sure it was awkward and terrible. Like I'm way better <laughs> at it now than I was then. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but it's just like, ew, that so you kissed other guys to compare his age? That was yeah, my I first thought. Like, how many oh, dudes his age are you kissing? I think it might be a few because she mentioned something to her dad when she was talking about it. He was like, she's like an old soul and I look for mature guys. So I think she might exclusively date old guys. But then how does she have young guys to compare to? I don't know. I was very confused about the for a guy his age. I was like, what does? Age, if anything, if age is a relevant factor at all to how good of a kisser someone is, and I'm not convinced that it really is, mm-hmm. I think there are bad and good kissers of all ages, is like you would expect more age to be better at kissing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I maybe there's other factors too, right? Like just feel. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, you want the skin tone and things like that. Like, I need somebody who has the right amount of, uh, yeah, of, I don't want somebody with too dry of a mouth. I don't want somebody too wet of a mouth. Like, there's all kinds of things, right? But, like, the other thing, too, is, like. like, when you get older, too, your uh, lips start to thin out a little bit more. Oh, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Mm. Right. But. The other thing was the stuffed teddy bear. And I was like, oh, my God, what are you, 18? And I was like, oh, no, wait, she's 21. So, yeah, the stuffed teddy bear might work. (laughs) Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, I mean, it's something, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't. It says a more on it because I call you uh, Mia more. And it's just like. It just seems like, dude, you accepted that it was going to be over the day you stood her up for breakfast. I don't understand why all of a sudden you're like trying to make this a thing now. Yeah, you. I, he did that and it's just keep, he keeps pushing. And I was like, if you didn't accept, even if you didn't accept it was over when you stood her up for breakfast, it was mm. definitely over when she left you in the middle of a desert. Like, Yeah, right. <laughs> And like, so I guess I'm confused as to it would make more sense of me to me if she just stopped showing up to this stuff that he's asking for and was just like, no, I'm not going to be there. This is over. Like, you need to go home. But she doesn't. And she shows up and it's weird. So I just don't understand her behavior. She's really weird. (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, goodness. All right. So, um, I mean – we probably have one more episode. I'm gonna it's guess. It's gotta be one. It's gotta be one more episode. Yeah, right. It's gotta be one. Which more is episode. better because I, I I was I was suspicious that this would be the finale and then we'd have a two part tell all. But I think it's gonna be one episode and one tell all. Cross fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So who was your student of the week with this group? So if Hamza, um, which is just because I don't feel like I've given it to him enough, and he really hasn't done anything wrong all season. Okay, so I gave it to Hamza too, and for this specific reason, like, uh, the fact that he was smiling and excited when Memphis told him she was pregnant. Even though I could tell there was probably feelings of panic. Yeah. And, you know, because there was that disbelief. 
Smiling and saying you are happy is exactly the right response. Right. <laughs> Unless told otherwise. Like, I have terrible news for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right. Like, yeah. read the room. Read the room. Sure. Right. <laughs> but... But if someone tells you you're pregnant, I don't care how you feel about it. You, your initial reaction has to be happiness. Yes. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. All right. Uh, what about your dunce? Oh, obviously, Mike. Uh, yes, obviously, Mike. Okay. So we agreed this week. Yeah. I felt like we spent enough time like going on that guy. But clearly, he just is like just such a shithead. Yeah. <laughs> just an well, asshole. Okay. So that brings me to my life lesson, um, which is during a breakup, you just have to accept that. There's going to be part of your life which is gone, which in Mike's case is like the family. Like I it to me, it didn't even like really count because it just seemed like his way to uh, stay in Jimena's life is to stay in her family's life. Right. But there's really no point in trying to have any closure with family or friends of your ex significant other, because the reality reality is that it's perfectly normal and probably healthy for you never to have interactions with them ever again. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I, I kind of agree with her. I don't even know that he really meant that. I think he just wanted, he just oh, is yeah. grabbing at any straw that's going to let him see her yep. again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, if I say goodbye to the children, that'll give me one last chance." Yeah, it's like I get that he was probably at some to some extent, you know, uh, feeling bonded with the children, but it's like, is he even thinking about their best interest? If no, the kids and I've, are bonded it, too. Like saying goodbye to them and making this big deal about it, it's like that's making it harder on the kids too. Like, yeah. what are you doing? If I'm him and I'm actually legit after he threw the cam girl thing in my face, oh, yeah. I'm legit worried that he's going to try to what he's exactly. he wants to say goodbye to the kids so he could have the kids be on his side and be like, oh, right. you should get Mike back. Oh, well. like that's that's why he wants to have a relationship with the kids. Okay, but then again, he can't speak Spanish. <laughs> try commuting anything to the kids. <laughs> Fair enough. That's just not happening. <laughs> okay, what about your life lesson? Uh, fair enough. I was like, so mine is specifically to Jasmine, and it's like you can't – you're never going to find happiness in life if you're holding people responsible, especially your SO, for things that aren't within their control, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And she kind of did that with uh, – definitely with the last name thing, a little bit with the, well, you, you you need to have a job. You need to have more money. You know, that's like – it's like if you're – you know, that's within his control a little bit, but not totally, right? You yeah. have to be happy with what they can do and what they're doing and not what other people are doing to them. Yeah, definitely. All right. So uh, we have probably another week of this group and then, yeah, um, yeah a tell-all probably. So probably it's, it's a tell-all. coming to I an end. Boy, you know, who, you know who's really going to take it on the tell-all is Mike. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I hope he needs the hot seat. We always always say that. And then the person we think is going to get the most crap gets like nothing. And like some other random person gets everything. Yeah. You're just like, like, what in the world happened? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, we will be back next week and we will have a rumor roundup next week because there's been a lot of going on behind the scenes. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even with this uh, season's cast. So. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. So we'll have uh, we'll have things to say. All right. So I'll talk to everybody okay, then. Until then. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.